degrees. It's Indianapolis Center. Do you have any test operation to restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion. Over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to sign at your discretion. Over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra bright, and really moving. Right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Well, good evening, everyone. Well, good evening, everyone. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why, what a show we have for you tonight. First... Let me introduce the members of the posse, girls. Get ready. Sit yourselves down. Start fanning yourself. Get your mister, your big box of Kleenex, your squeegee, and your lube. I feel like I'm missing, leaving something out. But nevertheless, he's here, girls. Very famous one. one. You betcha. Hey, girls. Thank you very much for that introduction, Mac. Happy to be here. Happy to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. And welcome to everybody to the show. How are things over there in uh, Chuckland, King Chuck? Does yeah. anyone call him Chuck? <laughs> you know, it's... So far that you know the king is still alive. You yeah, know, God save. That's one thing. Long live the king. Huh, yeah. Huh. Okay. King Charles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well he hasn't done anything wrong yet. We both. Uh, well, then he's he's you know he's ahead of the game. We both just finished reading. Yeah, everybody's talking about uh, Harry and Meghan and the alleged car chase. Well, that was yeah. That was also uh, that was big news. It was big news for one day because they they caught them lying about four different things and yeah. then all of a sudden it went away. Let me Two move. hour car chase. Yeah, okay. not in New York City. That's impossible. Think about it for a second. You can't have a two-hour high-speed car chase in New York City. It it, it, it just doesn't happen, you know. Oh, anyway, so uh, let me move on. No Coco tonight, out saving the country. We'll talk to him soon, though. He's going to be on the show soon. Uh, but we have our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, down there in uh, hmm, West Virginia. Can't think of a funny title at the moment there, Switchy. Switchy, how you doing? I am beyond wonderful, Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you get a... Haircut? Uh, yeah. The, I was starting to look like a, a, a TV preacher, so oh, I figured I better get a cut. Really? Okay. Interesting. Uh, also with us. back and sides to me, doesn't he? Something. Um, wow. Our security chief is here, Willie Club. Look at that. WC, how you doing? You know, I'm doing great. Big night tonight. Big night. Tell. Just, just the fact looking at Switch with that, I don't know what it is. It's, it's uh, Is that a... Is that stick on or is that it's just a shower cap? Just a shower cap, yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. It's a but nice one. I have to remark, Switch, and I don't want to pick on you, but you told me that picture behind you <laughs> is the yes. picture you took in Ireland. Is that correct? It's uh, somewhere near Tralee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess say that's probably one of the most least attractive pictures of Ireland I've ever seen. I, you know, usually it's uh, kind of offended by it. Offended it, me it too. It really is an ugly picture. It's, wow. I mean, it's got no color to Switch. it. All the, there's no leaves on the trees. It looks like winter in New Hampshire. You're right there. Yeah. Well, I, I hope, I hope nobody in Ireland like winter in West Virginia. is club <laughs> ripping on the countryside of Ireland. Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm ripping on you because I think of all the yeah. pictures anyone could take, that's probably the last picture anyone would take. And I'm assuming you, you had some mistake. You hit the button in error and Hang you're really going to take a picture of some nice greenery or something. But 
I, I just can't get over it. I'm, I'm very it's depressed. Crazy. When I look at that. And, uh, but I, I like your your new hair thing, anyways. A new do for the new you, Switchy. Yeah, Jesus, really. It's just summer cut, I guess. I used to get those myself. You know. I remember when I had long hair, I used to go get a summer cut. But it felt good. Mm -hmm. Didn't, don't touch my sideburns, though. I went that, to a. I had like a Neil Young sideburn thing going on. In the oh, summer. really? Yeah, that must have uh, really attracted the ladies. Speaking I, of the ladies I, up I'll there. I'll show you my wedding pictures. I still had them. Yeah, I think we saw them <laughs> once. Very hard to one see them. Uh, also, uh, uh, good friend up there in Sideways, you know, Raven is with us. Raven, your camera is behaving itself now. Raven, how are you? Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm actually on the other line right now with LL, who cannot get logged into. He's, uh, he's in. He's in. He's in. Okay. So we've he ruined is? the surprise. All right. I'm going to tell him. Okay. But thank you so much for having me tonight. Okay. You um, are looking very good, would you say, gang? Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Right. Um, also, good color. Yeah, yellow. Is that yellow? Yellow's a good color for you. Yeah, yeah I got like a mustard yellow shirt mustard. on. Mustard. Yeah, it makes me think of hot dogs. Uh, yeah, also, in the. Change too. It's a little bit like more. <laughs> Like brown highlights or something? Mm. Nope. All mm. natural. Wow. But, yeah, I, I know it's natural, but it just seems like... Uh, Al, I'm trying to introduce knowledge. you, no, but sorry, they... Sorry. <laughs> They're busy. They're... Okay. Not, not to my knowledge. Also joining okay. us in the studio. Good. UFO mechanic, Al Ronaldo. Al, how you doing? Very good, Mac. Hello, everyone. <coughs> How's everyone doing? Al, what's happening? Hmm. How's the bees? How are the bees? The bees, new twenty thousand new bees. It it's must be cold. It's been cold. Okay, you know, and the bees are refusing to fly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I go over to the hives, and it's like I'm looking around, going, "Where are they?" They're on strike. Yeah. No, they're like, I'm not going out there. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. They're grounded. But then we're asleep. Lady actually has lonely Larry from. Anyway, we're bringing in a guest hot because we have a report from the field, lonely Larry. Oh, there he is, spectacular. Yep. I, I look at him. I just think prison god. Prison guard, nineteen thirty-six. Prison guard sitting on a lazy boy couch. Right, yeah, that's what they give him for. Uh... <laughs> Prison guard of the week. <laughs> Larry, turn on your microphone. Holy cow! I know this is a mistake. We might have to start all over again. Larry, turn on your mic. Turn on your mic, Larry. Wow, he's only been on the show fifteen times in the past two months. There he is. Yeah. Larry, how you doing? Did you turn on your mic? All right, say hi. Hello. Mm. Wow. And this is cute. Larry, can you hear us? Larry, come in. Yeah, I figured it out. Wow. There we go. I got I to gotta press like nine buttons in order to hear it for some reason. Okay, good. Someone once wrote, wrote us a fan letter and said, Lonely Larry, what the f*** does he do? <laughs> <laughs> and why is he so lonely? <sighs> do you want me to respond to it? No, no, that's okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, but you are here. It would be, be a short response. Okay. You, we are here for you to report on some uh, doings at our favorite veterans post up there in um, Enwell, New York, right? Endicott, but and, close enough. Okay, go ahead. So tell us the news. Oh, oh okay. Well, I went and uh, last week I delivered a gift of uh, two thirty packs of Bud Light to the new post commander, Henry Sorry, Henry Jaworski. Um, it was a couple of years ago, at least, the Raven uh, came down to the post to, um, to uh, do a, um, an on-location uh, podcast recording with yes. the, the former uh, uh, commander at uh, American Legion Post 82. That was, um, uh, that, that was uh, Mike um, Pullman. 
Coleman. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, sadly, Mike uh, passed away last fall, and Henry has uh, has taken the reins. So you so delivered. Was, uh, thrilled to get uh, your gift of uh, of sixty Bud Lights. There you go. And, Let's, uh, should we clap for ourselves? We donated sixty Bud Lights to the post. I think I think we deserve to clap for ourselves. Okay. Thank nice you, Larry. Wow, well, that's a long road for a short. But anyway, well, listen. Anyway, while while we have you here, and I know you have a busy schedule, please uh, refresh my memory about this joke that you I supposedly told you years ago. Haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's the only funny thing you ever said. Oh. I'll never forget it. Yeah, so, okay, please share, because I don't remember it. Um, about ten years ago, it was it, it was October, uh, and I I've got big uh, maple trees out in my yard, and I was uh, raking leaves. Um, this is before I figured out that raking all these leaves was an impossible task and yes. I shouldn't bother. But anyway, cause I just moved into this house. Go ahead. So, um, my, um, my yard borders, um, a wooded area. So we get a lot of wildlife huh. and therefore a lot of ticks. Go ahead. Uh, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't very, uh, attuned to the, the tick problem, Go ahead. uh, back then. Yep. So day after I was wrestling with all these leaves, I went to the bathroom and I looked down and I saw a tick in uh, the most embarrassing place you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Considering that I, I then had to go to a walk-in Raven. clinic and have it <laughs> yes. removed. Block your ears, Raven, please. Oh my God, I'm going to vomit. You know, I've this. Okay, you go ahead. told me this. Wow. I needed a trigger warning for More this. Therapy. Raven, I think it's time for you to exit stage left for a few. Yeah, okay. So you're saying the chick was violating the penal code. But there you go. Exactly. Well, David, a switch yeah. to... Uh, Steve Ward comes yeah, okay. through again. Right. Well, go ahead. So you went to well, a walk-in clinic, and they had to remove said tick from your junk, as the kids say? Said member. Said member. That's correct. Okay, yep. Was it, and who, was it a, a, a female nurse that did the... Uh, Removing? Um, you know, no, I think it. How would you not remember? Was, uh, Seriously, how would you not remember? Did they give you any painkillers? Did they knock you out? He doesn't Did remember. They... He was so focused on the tick. Okay, so anyway, so go ahead. A female tick. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> go, Larry, continue the joke, please. Uh, Hilarious so far. Um, anyway, well, they didn't knock me out for my um, vasectomy for crying out loud. Okay, another show. Go ahead, please. Another story. But anyway, I I told you of this of my unfortunate exploits uh, later that day in an email, and you replied that you couldn't believe that the tick hadn't died of starvation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was mal- malnutrition, but okay. Barry, thank you for zooming in and telling us that. We appreciate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you're, so you're uh, going to a, Good one. a pool tournament tonight? Uh, yeah, it's big big playoff night tonight. Okay, all right. Now, didn't you go to Canada recently? When's the trip to Hawaii? Uh, oh, Hawaii. Okay, you went to Canada recently, though, right? Yeah, for a tournament. Canada ago. He sends me an email and says, "In Canada for pool tournament, one of my one of my um, fellow players snuck in an ounce of pot in his prosthetic leg." Right. That's true. Okay. Thank you, Larry. Once oh, again. And a couple others were turned away at the border, and if you can believe this, Canada apparently will not let you in if you have a DWI in your past. Really? Even if you're not dri- even if you're not driving. Wow! Because wow! A passenger in a car, he had a DWI four years ago, 
They held them, held us up at the border for three hours and said, no, you're, you're not welcome. Really? Wow. Yeah. I see Big Molson. I see Big Molson behind this somewhere. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Larry, thank you for joining us. And uh, why don't we uh, take a break now and recover? And uh, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst-ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs up. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney. On sale now on Amazon. And hey, Wingman fans, listen to Mac's show to find out how you can win an autographed copy of Wingman 22, War of Dragons. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. The very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Mac. Also, Switchy. Thank you for having me tonight. Switchy down there in uh, West Virginia. Switchy. Great to be here tonight. I'll get back to you in a minute. Uh, also, El Ronaldo, UFO mechanic in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Also, our security chief, Willie Club. Checking in. How you doing, Willie? You know, I'm doing really good, Mac. Thanks. It's good, good to see everyone. Everyone looks uh, pretty alert tonight. So far. Uh, and also, we're a chipper club. Our uh, favorite group, which up there. It's always, yeah. time is it over there? Like midnight? Over one? Uh, yeah, it's five hours ahead of you. Mm. Yeah, so you look, look at your watch at five. When he turns into a pumpkin, it's midnight. <laughs> Raven is with us, Raven. And Raven, how are you tonight? Hello, my friends. I'm good. Thank you for having me. She's rocking a mustard colored outfit, by the way. For, the, for those of you listening. And, uh, it's I already it's have really s- just an old T-shirt that I threw on. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know, you look so uh, don't destroy the illusion. Yeah, we, uh, this we are. This old here. thing that you throw on every week. No. It's like, uh, it looks stunning on you. I have like 270 T-shirts, so I have really? a constant rotation. Hmm. I have seven shirts that I wear all the time, but they're all Bruins shirts. Now I got to get rid of them. <laughs> I feel like a chop walking around them. Anyway. Raven, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Do you remember what the phrase that pays was? I do. What Can is? Can you say it? Sure. The phrase that pays is Friday, I'm in love. Friday, I'm in love. Is that the uh, a line from the um, 
the cure. The cure? That's it's a cure the song. Cure song, and okay. it's Fred is my cat. So oh, we, oh, that's okay. Oh, so I, yeah, I like to I like to sing Friday. I'm in love to her because she's so cute. Mm-hmm. Want to hear a fun fact about the the cure? Sure. Okay. Yes. So I like some of the songs. Um, I do like them. The leader of it is this guy named Robert Smith, right? And he comes out in this kind of weird makeup, and as he gets older, he gets weirder. But anyway, he sticks to it. The original guitar player—I'm not sure if he's still with the band—but anyway, his name is uh, you know Joe Jones. Robert Smith married the guitarist's sister, and the guitarist married Robert Smith's sister. Sweet, well, really? Yeah. Okay. I'll think about that. Okay, kind of cute. Kind of cute. That makes nice. holidays easier. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, fun fact about your bandmate relations. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, speaking of that, we have some fan letters. Some fan letters. Um, they go directly to uh, club, and uh, he has to vet them, as they say in the biz. But he's brought a few of them with him tonight that he can, if I understand right, actually recite on the air. Is that right? Well, Mac, I got to say, I normally the. You asked me to look for some real, uh, I'll call them strong letters tonight from uh, some listeners. And so normally these would have gone into the trash, but uh, I'm going to read them because I know how big you are on transparency and, Uh you know, sort of go against what I think as, you know, security chief, what should be shared. But, you know, I'm going to, we'll be transparent and we'll let the listeners, uh, you know, find out some of the more deeper type of uh, mail that comes to, to each of us. Well, so, well, well, that I is a preamble. the most transparent podcast yes. in history. There you go. Well, it is, it's getting there, Mac. As you know, he's pretty big on transparency. So. Okay. Am yes. I? <laughs> he, he, wears, he wears underwear made by Saran. Hey, hang on. <laughs> okay, so why don't we... Um, all right, so it's our fan mail, fan letters. Go ahead, club. It's, it's all yours. We should start the well, music. Again, I, I wouldn't call these fan mail, but <laughs> if that's how you want to classify it. Gets, it gets worse and worse. With that buildup, I would say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Really. Go ahead, please. Well, I even have trouble holding on to the uh, thing here to read them. But anyways, I, I think I'll start off being transparent. One that I've received. Okay. And uh, it said, Dear Club, you've spoken before about your submersion pool where you sometimes have to sink the gang's Christmas presents for 30 days to make sure they're harmless. Two questions. How deep is your pool? And two, would you consider renting it out for a Saturday night? Well, uh, in response to this, and and the uh, individual didn't give me their name. They gave me their address. So they figured I'm probably going to deliver the pool to them. But but first of all, in in response, uh, uh, the pool is not deep anymore. It had a uh, leak. As you know, we had a pretty active time during COVID. And uh, a lot of the things, particularly those toys that go to one, uh, were pretty strong. And we got a crack in the pool. And as you know, Mac, you wouldn't give us any money. In now, the wait a minute. Hold place on. That's headquarters, <laughs> not me. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I'm being back. transparent. All right. And, uh, Who sent this the, letter? Into the writer. I just want to say that even if, if I had it, Yes. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even rent it out to you. No. Because, you know, if you got in this thing, you'd, you'd take all the skin right off your body. So oh, wow. uh, that's the kind of chemicals we've had to okay. use to safeguard okay. our personalities here. Yes, yes. Who sent that letter? It's uh, unsigned, but I got their address. So okay. I'll, you know, I'll pass it on to the <clears throat> FBI. Meetings. Okay. All right. I just thought it was a friend of ours. That Go on. Yeah. 
Um, oh, I'm sorry. It does have a, uh, a signature. You know, I was so <laughs> concerned about someone asking to have that pool. Yes, go ahead. Oh, the, yeah, oh, oh, look who it is, our old friend, Teddy, the you-know-what hoss. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, Long way down the trail, yes, and I'm glad I saw that. Uh, he did. He does want us to tell one one to stop sending him uh, his pictures. It's over. So no more pictures. Uh, yeah. It's over. Sorry. I'm hot He's crushed. heard it before. Uh, next, please. Club transparency. Have to? Fan letters. Is, uh, well, this is as painful as we have twelve wi- twelve minutes to kill. So you go ahead. Dear Mac. At what point will everyone out there realize you're a fraud? <laughs> you're like Howard Stern with a Catholic education. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And while we're at it, get a haircut. You look like a hippie Santa Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Tococo, love mom. Oh, mom's mom, check <laughs> in. No, I think it goes with, you know, with these ones that are personal. Well, things. you know, she sent but me cookies. You want list. them out there, so. Howard okay. Stern. Uh, yeah, Here we go, mothers are transparent. Next, please. Oh, okay. Come on, get us out of this. Man. Oh, his, this is one of my favorites. Okay. It's it's to uh, our, our dear Switchy. Uh-oh. Uh, dear Switchy, it's Edna from the Poconos. I love bald men. How about I drive down the Point Pleasant and you can pull a quarter out of my ass? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh okay. My God. Not exactly Craigslist, but yes. Edna is okay. freaky. Yeah. On the Poconos. <laughs> okay. Edna from the Poconos. Yeah. Make sure she doesn't bring any ticks with her. How about yeah. a uh, $50 bill? <laughs> wow. Switchy has his price. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, next, please. Club. Wow. I, I, and by the way, I'm not in Point Pleasant anymore. I moved. Where did you move? You are. Yeah. Go ahead. That's for Edna's sake. Yeah. All right. Next, please. Club. Uh, I, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, this one. Now we're going. We got a lot of uh, mail, obviously, come out, comes out for Raven. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, unfortunately, there you know, are not many that I can really read. They have to go to go in the trash. But this one I was able, uh, again, for transparency reasons, uh, able to present it. Uh, dear Raven, I really love your blanks. I can't wait for a new show. To come on every week. Ha ha. Did you see what I did there? Anyways, let's just say when Mac nope. tells everyone to get their tissues, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> Big fan here. And I would love to blank, 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 and blank with you in my turtle named Tony someday. Until then, blank, 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 blank. Wow, that's deep. Uh, uh, that one, I, I yeah. am not sure who sent that it's one. She's been bleeped. Yeah. The signature was kind of blurred. Yes. Signature like, was something and it got Can you make anything out of the signature at all? If you, you're a security. Yeah, but you're a security guy. Can you make out anything from it at all? Uh, no, but I can tell you how it probably was formed, but I, I won't get into that. Go ahead. Anyways, uh, it might say Kohler or something, but Cole, Cole. maybe the woman's name C-C or something? C-C, C-C, maybe. They're obviously a big fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, we should probably move on. Wow. All right, well, we'll do one more, all right? <laughs> Believe me, this was hilarious at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Go ahead, please. Yeah, and this one, you know, now the show's getting a little better now. <laughs> okay. It's all right. Beat. It's, it's from Uncle Al. Let's see. Oh, no. It's... And, uh, no. <laughs> Dear Al, 
How long does your wife think is, unquote, too long for you to spend with your bees? <laughs> Hang on, he's actually going to answer. Hang on. Gee. How long we, is we never brought we never brought it up. Oh really? Right? Yeah, you spent too much yeah. time with the bees, Al. That type well, it's either that or out in the garden tending my crop. But oh well, I, I think the crop gets more yeah. attention than the bees do. So, okay. so the, the, the crop should definitely go under the radar. Well, that's okay. He's shaking his head in the affirmative. Yes. Wow, huh? Well, well I'm, I'm glad we got gets, gets a lot of flowers. The bees are going to be in heaven. Well, we discussed that on an entire show once. Yeah, the, the bees don't like. The bees don't like. Uh, they don't like the, 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 that pollen. Yeah. Oh, that particular so type of plant uh, be cool is not pollinated by bees. It's wind pollinated. Yeah, so okay. the, the, the honeybees right. are not really <laughs> interested in it unless there's absolutely nothing else around. And the kids don't get right. mildew on wow. those uh, plants. Yeah. Wow. You have to throw them out. The honeybees are kind of nerds, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. They are they're the nerds crap. of the uh, insect kingdom. But they're all yeah, girls. They're, they're nerds. They're all yeah, girls. There's no boys. They're all girls. Wow. Maybe, uh, okay. Uh, maybe they should and bring it. they're sterile. Strike two. All right. Here we go. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a question? And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to McMillan's Military Exodus Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hats, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, states by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with the forward by the very famous Wan Wan, on sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you so far tonight. We have a good group of people here tonight. Let me introduce them to you. I've never said that before. Girls, very famous one one is here over the puddle. Hello, in, girls. Hello, Mac. In England. Good show so far. It's, it's a rip roaring fun. You still haven't, uh, I thought you, you'd be affecting an English accent now, but there's not a, even a tinge of it. Not even a trace, right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I, I was walking through the the, uh, the tra- one of the trails, one of the walking trails. Yes, that are kind of fun, a little wooded and lovely. And these three girls came out of nowhere, and I just said, "Hello, everybody!" And they were kind of, you know, lollygagging around. I said, "Hello, everybody!" And they turned around and they go, "Oh, you're an American?" There you go. Ha ha. Another one of these American things. Yeah. They run, asked me to run. say certain phrases. I thought, yeah, that, uh, mocking me. I thought that was testimony there for a second. Yeah, interesting, huh? But that's okay. But but you know, I went over there for about three weeks once for, on business for yeah. a big company whose initials are G and E. And mm-hmm. when I came back, I almost found myself 
just saying certain things with an almost British accent because that's all I heard for three weeks, you know. But or then it British goes away. Races. Yeah, it was just certain things. things. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. It, it was nice over there. I mean, I liked it over there. Since reading that book like that we both read, I don't like British. That I don't like the British hierarchy anymore. But that please, funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we introduced you. Um, you did. Uh, no Coco tonight, but he's waving to us. Our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve, is here. Uh, great to be here, y'all. Okay. But I haven't really uh, picked up a uh, West Virginia accent either. Did you really, yeah? That looks like a Civil War battlefield behind you there, too, right? Is that what that is? Are those dead bodies? Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like the Somme. The Somme, right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. After the beautification so it looks process. Like. Also with us is Alvin Allen, uh, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Slash and, getaway driver. And not uh, not a massive Massachusetts accent, I hope. No, no, oh, man. I'd be hard to do that. Definitely not. I've no, never I hear, noticed. When I hear people that really have that, that really obnoxious Massachusetts like accent. Like me? No, like the Kennedys. I hate to say it. I sound like the Kennedys. No, you know, you, you talk normal. They just. Really? They, they accentuate. Oh. They, All these years. Uh, okay. All right. You don't like that? No. No. Well, you're from the nothing there, Al. I'm sorry. You, uh, you should I'm have from Massachusetts, but I don't think I try not to talk like it. Oh, you try. You put your mind to it. It's no, just, I mean, it's just the way I've always talked. All right, let me tell you, let me introduce another mass hole then. It's uh, Willie Club, our security chief. Willie. I, I just packed the car. I'm yeah, there you go. like we haven't heard that a million freaking times, right? You know, uh, we were always taught in school that our English, our language here mm -hmm. in the Boston area is the true, pure English accent Ooh. from around. We, you're right. We do it better than it's Can't true. We do it better than King's people English. in England. It's true. We do. Yep, we, we, King's we, English. Yep. We, and, we, uh, uh, so we're very proud of uh, this, and it makes us sound sophisticated. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no it sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah. others who try to copy, uh, it just doesn't work. Mm. You're just a fraud when you try to sound like. You that. see those ads on TV for Sam Adams? Don't oh. buy, don't buy Sam Adams yeah. beer because it's like your dumb drunk cousin from Boston, and he's a freaking idiot. I mean, I, why I why can't I? I gotta change the channel. That. I gotta change the channel. I can't yeah. watch him. Man, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Also, Raven, have we introduced you yet, Raven? Uh, earlier, but not this time. Okay, not Hi, this thanks time. Thanks for having me. And okay. I'm just gonna say, don't buy Sam Adams because I'm sorry, it's gross. It's gross beer. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's shit. I'm it, sorry. It, it, it really is. I mean, I'm sorry too. I mean, it seemed like you know, it's it's a big Boston thing. It's a Boston presence, and yeah. I think I maybe had two of them in my lifetime. And I don't I really know like anyone. I tried to like it, but it, yeah, it just isn't there. There's just something about it's like Dunkin' okay. Donuts coffee. It just isn't there, you know. So anyway, get my dunks. Get your dunks. That's you get what the dunks, you get the dunks. Dunkin I think that's what your fan letter was about. All the people that do um, um, like Massachusetts parody videos yes. on like TikToks and stuff, they when they're uh, imitating a mass hole, as you say, they say, "Gotta get my dunks." Your dunks, the dunks. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. The dunks suck. Okay, the Dunkin' Donuts coffee, man. I tried to like it, and I it used to, to love it. Now it just is. Look at look at he's got dunks on him. He's got the Dunkin' bag, Keith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you, don't, you don't drink Starbucks What's coffee, do you? No, I've never had oh, stuff. What's all oh, the jelly? Oh, that's right. Yeah, a jelly donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Those are good. Live on air, Willie Club. I can't wait for the show to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're killing me. Cup of coffee. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. So it's not a stereotype. No, 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 no. And listen, one one. I just want to tell you. I've introduced everyone, right? Have I? You, Al, Al, Al. Everyone's here. Okay. Um. Dunkin' Donuts has brought back the plain donut. 
Okay, for a long really? time, they didn't have the plain donut. Now they brought it back. That's right, they didn't. So I get iced coffee every once in a while. That's as far as I can go, as far as Dunkin' Donuts is. And I look, and I say, wow, the plain donut. So I got two of them, two of them. I sent a picture to Lois saying, I'm weak, I'm weak. You know, I have to eat these things. But they were good. They were actually good. They tasted just that, that cakey kind of taste yep. that they used to be, you know. So maybe they've turned a corner. I don't know, but. The th- the donut that made them famous, they didn't carry it for ten years. That's how the Dunkin' Donut, yeah, the, the Dunkin' Donut, yeah, yes, absolutely. Oh. Yep. with the with the handle on. With no, the just the plate. No, it didn't have the handle. That's another thing. The Dunkin' Donut had a little handle on the donut. No, this is just the donut itself, right. but it's good. And you know what you I know, did? Ever try at, just for fun when it's not busy? Ask <laughs> one of the employees, like either at the window or inside the counter, what what a Dunkin' Donut. Is, really is. So they teach you that in the orientation class. Yeah, I was with you one night that you did that, and we got thrown out of the Dunkin' Donuts for that. And so we're right up here, and we're out there kind of drunk. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts for quite some time. Did you really? There's no orientation. You just There's no, donuts. yeah. Just, those are the donuts. So, wow, did you wear the uniform? Did you have the Dunkin' Donuts? Not about the company. Jesus, really? No, no, no. Who cares? There's no time for that. Uh, Raven, these, these did people you, are mad and they want their coffee. Okay, right, yes. Raven, did you have the? Did, did you have to wear a, a uniform? I'm stuttering here for a second. Did you wear a uniform? Yeah, the when I st- I worked there for a really long time. When I started, it was the khaki pants, and then they had like a red or a yellow top, or like a polo or something. Uh, and then they switched mm-hmm. to just jeans and uh, a t-shirt. At that point, I was a manager, so I was able to wear jeans and uh-huh. some like button-up shirt. I don't remember what it was. Huh? Yeah, I didn't oh, have okay. to wear an apron though. Or a hat. You did or did not? That's cool. Oh, wow. Did not. It didn't. You know, Lois used to work in the Friendlies. Oh, really? Yeah. There's she like still has the uniform. Here. No. I'm getting hungry. Only Al, <laughs> only Al heard that. Thank <laughs> God. There's like one Friendlies left here. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't even know yeah. how it stays in business. Somebody goes to it. Yep, there's like one or two left, and they used to be big. Anyway, now that we're talking about food, it's time for us to go to Switchy. Switchy today communicated with me. I'm, you know, how to work today, of course. And I see a little message from Switch, and 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 I look, and it's a, it's an attachment, and it says breakfast. Okay, three eggs up. I don't think they're over easy. I think they're just up. Um, a lot of hash, a lot of um, hash browns, three yep. sausages. Yep. And uh, look like some kind of breads and rolls and stuff. Toast. Like toast. That. Toast. Yep. And I'm assuming coffee. No, orange juice. Orange juice. He's getting healthy. Okay, where'd that come from? It looked great. That was Bob Evans. Oh, that was I, I that's a Bob Evans. The muddy Ohio, mm. Gallopus, Ohio, and uh, order breakfast. Hmm. Nice. Now we had a little. Uh, go ahead. It, it was at, at noon, so it was actually. Oh, uh, so, okay, all right. But we had a little tete-a-tete, you and I, because I said uh, get the bottle of ketchup, and you said no, never, and I said you're a blasphemer, and it went from there. But so you wouldn't put ketchup on that. No, no, ketchup doesn't belong on any of that. Oh, you have to. You no. uh, stay out of New England, there, dude. No, you put ketchup. no, no, ketchup no. Anyway. No, you wouldn't put ketchup on that, Al. No. Fries, onion rings, French fries. You know, That's a hamburger. No, no, That's burger. Yeah, I don't put ketchup, ketchup on eggs. I don't. I do ketchup on, on eggs. Oh yeah. I do. Keith, I, I'm sorry, Club. Do you put ketchup on your eggs? I, I wouldn't, wouldn't even think of it. Oh, wow, <laughs> exactly. wow, wow. Eggs. Eggs. It's just you and me, Matt. Right, right on, Club. That's okay. Oh. could be worse. So anyway, well, I'm, I'm going to say you. You, be, you like, must be from Dorchester. No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so what, uh, was, that's probably that's about the nine. They, that's their diet, you know? <laughs> Ketchup and eggs. Drink it by the bottle. They, they oh. ketchup right out of the bottle. Right. Right? Just to squeeze it right in there. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say nine ninety nine for that breakfast uh, switch. No, excuse me, uh, eight eighty eight. 
No, no, this, this is Bob Evans. Okay. This isn't uh, Tudor's, so okay. it was more like uh, 14 Oh, Ooh, wow. Switching. That's a, that's a hefty price that's tag. That's a big breakfast. Well, so you got three eggs. You got three yeah, eggs. Yeah. Did, did you get uh, bacon? You said got bacon or sausage? sausage? No, no, sausage. And they're, they're, they're good, good size. Yeah, there are a lot of sausage. Yeah, yeah. Not those skinny little links. You know? Right. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fat sausage. Yep. Do you guys want to know what I had for breakfast? Oh, well, yeah. I, yes, we do. Tell us, please. I had, I had overnight oats. What's overnight okay. oats? Okay, our overnight oats. Is that oats a new album by John Oates of Holland Oats? Was, was Mr. Red involved? Put it all together <laughs> in your little cup, your oatmeal yeah. and your, yes. your almond milk and whatever else you want to put in there, and then you just let it sit in the free, fridge overnight, and then you just stir it up the next morning and just eat it right out of your little Tupperware. Cold? Really? Cold? I, I thought maybe the post office sent it overnight. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> yeah. You eat it cold? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't microwave it? You've cooked, and then you've put it in the refrigerator. No. It's instant oat? Oh, no, we're like trying the to dry oats from from the little thing. From the guy really? With the hat. Yeah. We're trying to answer. Yeah, uh, we're trying to ask a big question. Not when. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you it, warm it, it up, Raven, right or do you eat it? Or do you eat it cold? Do you warm it up, Raven? I eat it cold. Eat it cold. Oh, that's, it's really that's worse good. than ketchup. It's really good. It had so the one I do had some coffee in it. It had uh, cold brew coffee, chai seeds, some brown sugar, mm -hmm. and the oatmeal and the almond milk, and you just start. Let's mix it up. Wow. Really that's good. Nice. That, actually, that sounds good. What a Not hippie. Happening. He's just a real hippie. That's fan, but the, the seeds and the, uh, the, what did you put, cinnamon in it? Cinnamon? Brown sugar. Brown sugar. Oh, brown sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how? I put, uh, sometimes either honey or maple syrup in my oatmeal. Mm. I put Not honey in my oatmeal. Yeah, right. Just a little bit. Sweeten it up a little bit. Listen. But I use the cooked oatmeal. The oatmeal you get a cook for Yeah, I can't oatmeal. eat oatmeal cold. That's for sure. Oh. Um, talking about sweetness, though. We do have a top 10 list tonight that I think Club is going to appreciate. You have the list, Raven. I do. Okay. Everyone has been this introduced. This is top 10 reasons why we should get rid of the top 10 reasons list. Top 10 Sorry. reasons why we should get rid of the top 10 list. Okay, Club. Yeah, I wasn't asked to contribute. Well, to <laughs> it wasn't needed as it turned out. Okay, so please, let's start the music. And uh, Raven, please, top 10 reasons why we should get rid of the top 10 list. Number 10. Number 10, that big-ass asteroid is going to hit Earth anyways, so who gives a crap? Right, who cares, right? Next, please, because, go ahead, please, straight. Number nine. Number nine, uh, it would just mean more airtime for Switch and that squirrel on his head. See, there you go. He's always, <laughs> always looking for an advantage. <laughs> Number eight, please. Number eight, uh, the last, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. The last time the Black Eyed Kid was involved with the top 10 list, the lawsuit was massive. Okay, still digging out under that one. Okay, next, please, Ray. Number seven, whatever Raven wants, it must be so. Oh, like it's up to you. Bride. It's up to you, Wildflower. Next. As you wish, that's what he says. Number six. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the Church of Scientology wants to buy the time slot to run an ad about their dental services. <laughs> Now, come on, think, think, think. They're dental they're, services. Dental. Tom, Tom Cruise, the tooth in the middle of Oh, come on. You have yeah, to explain it. It's not oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Next, please. Number five. <laughs> Listeners to our recent reruns demand a return to the 10 questions for Juan Juan, although they realize it will only further inflate his already massive Hindenburg-sized ego. The Hindenburg ego is what our uh, it's, therapist right. told oh, us years ago. The Hindenburg. Oh, the humanity. The, oh, the humanity is right. Yes. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> Next, please, Rafe. Number four. Who knows? Maybe 10 minutes of dead silence might be funnier. <laughs> Bada boom. It is now. <laughs> 
three or four seconds on it. It's hilarious. Next, please, Ray. Number three. We must anticipate complaints that if we're taking the listeners' first bathroom break away from them. Did I screw that up? No, no. It wasn't good to begin with. This friend of mine went to go see Paul McCartney, and I've been waiting years for the tickets when that Madison Square Garden, and then my fourth song into it, he had to take a leak, so they start Ebony and Ivory. And he goes, oh, this is perfect. I can go take a leak now. And he gets up and half the freaking place is hitting for the restroom. So. Oh, <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, my God. Okay. And so uh, this is top 10 reasons why we should get rid of the top 10 list. I think we're down to number one, Raven. Uh, number two. Oh, number two. Uh, it's Lonely Larry's favorite part of the show. <laughs> okay. Good as reason as any. Yes. Uh, I think he wrote that. It could be. <laughs> Could be. Um, and the final reason, number one, why we should get rid of the top ten list. So club will shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> we get it. Find something else. To okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> okay. but at least you can <laughs> scratch that off your list. Okay. Crickets. Okay. We get a call for crickets. Now you mentioned McCartney, and in that book you and I have been reading. Yes. He really. He really. Does a number on Paul McCartney. Oh. And for good reason. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. Yep. We should. We should. <clears throat> He's not, fair about it, but it's like right. exactly the way I feel, except I was afraid to admit it. Right. It, the name of the book is is called Love and Let Die, James Bond, The Beatles, and the and the British Psyche. I finished it, and I finally put the cover back on, and I saw and the British Psyche, and I said, I wouldn't have read it if I had known that. I thought it was just James Bond and the Beatles, you know? Fascinating book. If you have any yeah. kind of past and interest in James Bond or the Beatles, it's just a fascinating book. I, I, I it's one of the best it books is. I've ever read, frankly. Uh, it's hard to put down. The it's way hard to put down. The way he like writes is really good. Yep. And and nothing is like you think it is, especially over in England. It's hilarious to see how the British aristocracy run them, run things. From when you're on the outside looking in, how the people who run it actually were landowners that were given the land by the Norman Conquest and like. 1095, so this guy keeps calling it the, the further Norman, you know, he won't even call it, you know, the British Empire because this is they're not even really British, okay? But they had a structured policy for, for education for the top-level people that literally made them dumber every generation. Every generation, they intentionally made these people dumber and dumber and more dim-witted, yet gave them, you know, big high positions, princes and running companies and stuff, and that's why you're, you're left with the morons today, right? I'm sorry. Exactly. I mean, but it's 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 fascinating books. I'm you had to live it to experience it. Yeah, yeah. and this guy really you don't really understand what's going on. Right? Yeah, you you really do. It's bizarre. American politics is bizarre, but boy, I'll tell you, they, they take the cake over there. Some of the stuff that they've done over the years, and and this past year has been the the epitome of stupidity with politics. Yeah, I can believe that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So and, anyway, and then with the Queen going away, yes, you, know, you say, well, the cook is a shit about the Queen, but with with Queen Elizabeth II gone, dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's even more effed up. Yep, I can see it's, what it they is. would say about her. Is her job was to keep it all together, keep this yeah. whole big—I don't know what you would call it—you know, play a facade, a charade, but to the keep it going. Because people make tons of trillions of dollars on this thing. Okay, it's worth it to them to keep it going. And and this mm-hmm. book talks about how the Beatles and James Bond, weirdly enough, intersected that group of people and. Great yeah. book, great book. Seriously, a really good book. I think we plugged them enough, huh? Dude, that was that was a good summary of the book. The book is just uh, maybe, it's maybe like almost uh, five hundred pages. Maybe they make a movie through it. it. It'd be who is the author? Is it someone? John Higgs. John Higgs. 
and he's British. I'm surprised they let him back in yeah, the I country. Never heard of the guy. Yeah, they, never heard of him. He's a Brit, and it's it's well written. And now uh, Al just asked me a question, Juan, and and only you or I could answer this. Could they make a movie of that? Of that book? Yeah, it, it wouldn't be a movie movie. It'd be like a documentary, maybe. It'd be like a six-part Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so because this, like, the intertwining thing, elements of the Bond phenomenon and the Beatles phenomenon, and how there was all these similarities. Yeah. And, so they need Kubrick uh, to uh, to direct it, and they just, need Jack Nicholson no, to star in it. Kubrick's dead. So oh, so we can't have him. It would be like a, a, a more of a documentary style thing. I don't think that you could you couldn't fictionalize it. And you'd yeah. have to get one of the Beatles to talk to you, which is going to be hard if they read you the book. But um, I don't know. It could be done. I suppose anything could be done. But it was a good read. 500 pages went by in a blip, man, and I'm a slow reader. Um, always held my attention, even though sometimes the subject matter would go off into out of space and you go, how's he going to bring this back? And sure enough, he would, right. you know. John Higgs, whoever he is. And then just the chapter titles. And he uses the title in the text, and just the chapter titles. You say, "Whoa, what's this? What's this going to be?" Yeah, right. And you say, "I'm going to read it after I go to the bathroom." Here and he so is. Like, no, you got to go through that chapter before you go to the bathroom. It's like, is you my... can't stop reading it. It's crazy. It's a, it. I've never had a book where, I, I had, I had to really plan to stop reading it because I had to eat something. Or I had to go to the bathroom, or I had to, okay. I don't know, pick up the birds. I know we were going that. That, that sounded kind of English to us. I'm sorry, that, that was a, That was an English okay, accent I right there. Yeah. It, what? Bathroom. 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 He'll say the loo next. When he says loo, that's no, it. No, if I say I had to go to the loo. Let me put my British. novel down so I can go to the bathroom. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making time to stop reading his novel, his book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, maybe the jury is still out on that uh, English affection there. Why don't we do this? Well, we decide we're going to take a break now, and we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Macaroni's Miltrex, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Hey, the regular gang is here, girls. Three times one, one is here. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. It's been fun so far. N- no Coco. Got a long way to go. <laughs> Do we? No Coco <laughs> tonight. Uh, he's out saving the world. But our uh, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve, is with us. Switchy. Great to be here tonight, Mac. Mm-hmm. Still got the cats? Oh, yeah. yeah. All three of them? Oh, yeah. You sure? Have you yeah, seen them around seeing, today? Yeah, even some uh, okay. more uh, furball pictures coming oh, up. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, security chief is also with us, Willie Club. Willie, how you doing? Oh, 
Oh, I'm doing great, Mac. I'm also great to be here tonight. A lot going on, and, yes. and I like it when it's like this. Do you really? Yeah, but you, I, we know you have a donut at the end of the road here, right? I got two of them two jelly at donuts. the end of the road from Donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> two jelly donuts? Yeah, huh? No, and a, and a glazed. Oh, glazed oh, are great. Oh, a lot man. of sugar. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah you, get, yeah, you get high on that, just the donut alone. Speaking of high, Al Ronaldo is here in the studio. <laughs> Hi, Mac. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the donut, I could... I could take a jelly donut right now. But but really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> don't show it to me. I don't need. There's, I don't need to see it again. There's a Dunkin'. Oh, look oh. at this. Also with us. Wow. Look at. He's breaking my heart. Look at. I'm gonna oh, say. Can you reach it? Oh, yeah, you yeah, get it yeah. <laughs> take a bite of it. <laughs> All the males are salivating. I can tell. Look at the jelly just oozing out of that thing. Up there in Sideways, New York, though, is our favorite Goodwitch Raven. Is with us, Raven. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. Everything okay with you? Uh, we've already asked that four times, right? All good here. Okay, good. All right. Uh, also, we have a guest with us, or at least he was with us until this moment. He might check out at any time. <laughs> he might grenade, as they say in the business. We have a good friend with us here, Shane Grove. Good guy. Likes Taylor Swift, but other than that, good guy. Shane, how you doing? <laughs> that. Wow, what an introduction! <laughs> Great guy like Taylor. Yeah, they, we didn't they didn't hear the half hour off air talking about stuff. But how are you doing tonight? Thanks for joining hey, us. I'm just, I'm just I'm glad to be here. Okay. You know, uh, I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into. That's what everyone but, says. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I got drug into this. Okay, all You're right. <laughs> he did say the word drug. Saying on, <laughs> we'll have to edit that out. My co- well, my co-host on our show is affectionately known as the judge, and that's because he is a judge. He's a real and, judge? Uh, he's a real judge. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's a real judge. Yes. Okay. We usually ask people yeah. if they can get marijuana for us, right, if they're the doctor. But if you're a judge, do you, it, how, are you good friends with him? Yeah, we've been friends since we were about six. Really? Yeah? Okay. And how old is he? He is 52. Okay. Uh, how old 52. are you? You look like you're 25 or so. How old are you? I'm 52 as well. I, wow, you don't wow, look 52. Really? You're selling babies to Satan or something. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would never say you were Thank 52. You. Hmm. So, you. so if you, you got – how, how much trouble can he get you out of? Oh, boy. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Go ahead. I am the least troublesome of the oh. group. Oh, really? So, okay, there's a but, group. Uh, but, but what happens is when you live in the place that you grew up and you're this age, Yep. Um, most – Every position of any kind of, should I say, power or influence uh-huh. is occupied by somebody that uh, you know pretty well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Your question. Wow. All right. So, hmm. Him and his brother. Him and his brother are actually the one's municipal and one is common pleas judges. <laughs> wow. We holy cow. <laughs> nice. That was bad in Massachusetts. Nice immunity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway. No. Hey, it's it's nothing like it. It's actually there. It's a pretty good story about those guys. They mm-hmm. they had a really rough upbringing, and uh, you know, and for them to have both got through law school and become the judges in our community um, is is a pretty good story, actually. Yeah. Okay. You know, all kidding aside. All kidding aside. All right, what's the name of your show? Well, sorry, just so people know, what's the name of your show? Uh, our, the name of our show is the uh, From the Shadows podcast. Okay, and and so it's you and and your buddy who's a judge, right? Yeah, he he's not on there a lot anymore, but uh, he's the reason why we have the show. He had a uh, par- he had a cryptid experience when we were in high school, and did not know exactly what it was that he had run into, 
and it wasn't until much later in our lives that he figured out that he had uh, come into contact with a dog man. And, uh, and so he kind of, uh, through talking to Linda Gottfried and uh, doing some research, he, he felt like it's kind of like his duty to come forward and, and, and kind of tell his story. So he's told a story quite a bit over the years. And uh, to his philosophy is if I, who has to get reelected every six years, mm. can come forward and not be afraid to tell my story of what happened to me, yeah. you shouldn't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid either, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, huh? What did he see? What 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 happened to him? What did he see? Um, so it was an event that happened. Like I said, we were all in high school. I remember when it happened, but he just he just didn't tell us what he actually saw at the time. Um, but what uh, he was out jogging uh, on a on a really remote road. Uh, cornfield on one side bean field on another side he was being paced by something in the cornfield and he knew it but he couldn't see what it was and so basically this took place over over about a, a mile stretch of him trying to figure out okay what is in that cornfield what because when he would run full speed it would keep up with him and he'd stop and it would stop and if he jogged it would jog and he you know he had no clue what this was and, you know we were 16 17 years old at the time and so what happened is, is when he got to the end of the road, he knew when he got to the end of the road, he lived to the left and one of our other buddies lived to the right and he was going to be crossing what was a pretty, uh, pretty busy highway where we're at route four. And so he knew if he went to the left, whatever was in the cornfield, he was going to intersect with it. So he's made the decision. I'm going to take off and I'm going to go to the right to, to my buddy's house and see if I can you know, and he still didn't know what it was. I mean, he thought oh, maybe it's a deer, maybe it's somebody messing with me. But as he got to the end of the road and he took off, he looked back and what came out of the, the corn stalks was basically what he has described to us. It looked like the Egyptian god Anubis. So it looked like a basically a Doberman pitcher, pincher standing on two legs that stepped out into the uh, you know, into the moonlight, so to speak, from the corn. And he just wow. took off to our buddy's house, dove in his swimming pool. I mean, he's told the, he's told the, the story on a couple, a couple of big podcasts. And we were in a, we were in a documentary by the small, by a small town, Seth Breedlove and small town monsters called America werewolves. Um, you know, where he told, he retold the story. And, and the thing that the crazy thing is, is so the next night we were all playing cards we were all poker players back in the day, even in the 80s, uh, down the road from where this happened, literally just a mile down the road in our buddy's garage. And he's telling this story of being paced in the cornfield and like trying to ask us, like, what do you guys think it was? But he didn't dare tell us, oh, I saw this six foot tall Doberman pitcher step out from the cornfield because. Sure. You know, he, he just thought it would be, we'd think he was crazy. Exactly, yeah. Like trying yeah. to read the room, like, okay, yeah. well, I'll dip yeah. my toe in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he didn't have to read the room. He We all were, we all played basketball together. We were friends forever. We would have roasted him like uh, like a marshmallow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sort. And so he, he just kind of wanted to see what we all thought. And, um, and of course, back then, in the late 80s, Dogman wasn't a thing. 
Okay. Uh And it wasn't like, uh, and he said before, he goes, I, what was I supposed to think? It was a werewolf or something? He goes, it didn't look like what Hollywood portrayed werewolves to look like. Yes. And so, you know, and he was a guy, as when we were growing up, he lived in a house that was extremely haunted. So he had always had crazy stuff. And then we had kids at the same time, and he had a, you know, stuff happened um, paranormal wise with ghosts and stuff. And, and so we, you know, we'd always talk about it. And then one day I'm, so my, my day job is I'm a mailman. Yes. So I'm, out on the mail, so I'm out on the mail route. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Wow. A mailman. Cool. Do you yeah. walk a route? Do you actually walk a route with a bag? Yeah. Walk, yeah. Walking half walk, half drive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. And believe me, I Good hate it when we talk about dog men because mm. I hate all the dogs on my route. Do your dogs, dog you and the dogs don't get along? Yeah. <laughs> I was a paper boy. I know how that goes, man. It can really suck. It can really <laughs> up your day. <laughs> but, he, uh, but he calls me out of the blue and he's like, hey, he goes, I figured out what it was. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, he goes, you remember that? You you remember the night? And I'm like, yeah, I remember the story and, and, and you telling it. And he goes, I figured out what it was I saw. And Go I'm ahead. like, what do you mean what you saw? Because he never told us he saw anything. Okay. And he goes, I saw a dog man. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then by this time, you know, you kind of, you know, we had become familiar yes. with uh, with that stuff and so he went on and he told a story a couple places and then we you know he, he really enjoyed it and people reached out to him which mm. it was crazy he went on and i don't know if you're familiar with the show uh, into the fray with shannon legro yes yes so he went on to that show told his story and he got an email or shannon did that got forwarded to us from somebody who lived the next mile over and i'm talking mm-hmm. we're living at we live out in the country and it was sparsely populated yep in the same time period who told a similar story about her dogs she had like three or four like uh, rottweilers or dobermans or something and they one night something was out in the field and scared them you know and so he starts thinking oh my god what's what's happening well we end up starting a podcast because we were dumb enough to think we could just go ahead and start a podcast Mm -hmm. and uh, we end up having linda gottfried on and as we were talking to her, she gives us, you know, she's the godmother of, of Dogman, the yes. Bray Road. Yes, yes. And she she had started overlaying maps of Indian burial mounds mm. with Dogman sightings up in Wisconsin, where she was from. And she said almost every single Dogman sighting coincided with an Indian burial mound. And now, let me just interrupt for a minute. They were specifically panther mounds and water spirit mounds for some reason. Hmm. Is that okay? Okay. Well, no, she didn't specifically say that to us. But But, but but could we just say, could we just describe the dog man again, if we haven't already? I mean, basically, what do people see? And and what's the difference between a dog man and a werewolf? I I think it's a good question. Well, what he saw was, like I said, his best, the best way he could describe it was it looked like the Egyptian god Anubis. Oh, okay. Yep. Which, Mm -hmm. which, so, so, which is like in my, book like a doberman kind of with the bear with the barrel rolled chest and shoulders and mm-hmm. the pointed ears well which i think kind of plays into what what linda was telling us with her beliefs and what we did then was the judge found a he googled indian burial mounds and in this section in this one one part of the road 
where he started running and another part where it actually was between where he was running and the lady who, or I'm guessing it was a lady who got a hold of Shannon LeGros. There was an Indian burial mound in the one field and an Indian burial mound in another field. And keep in mind, we lived here our whole lives, mm-hmm. went to grade school just down the road, never knew there were Indian burial mounds in this. And, and they were just back in farmer's fields. Yeah. And, and so her thought was, is that, that the ones that we were encountering or that he encountered and a lot of people were encountering were something to do with, um, you know, guarding these burial mounds, you know, which that these were like spiritual paranormal type things that we were experiencing in a physical state, you know, which, I mean, if that makes sense, like you know, some people, some people see good, like I've seen a ghost that if I hadn't asked and knew, that there was nobody else there, what I was seeing, I thought it was a person and I had no, so I experienced it as a real physical thing and which, you know, I knew it wasn't then after the fact, but I could have walked out of the room. And if I hadn't asked any questions, I would have just assumed there was somebody standing there. And so I think what happened to like the judge and some of these other people that experience these things is they are encountering them in a real physical sense but they may not be true physical beings all the time. Cause I can't wrap my head around a werewolf and a dog man being, you know, metamorphosizing into that. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't make physical sense to me. I mean, uh, Shane, have you, uh, are you familiar with Lee Hample's farm near Elkhorn? No, uh, I'm not. He, I'm he not. and Linda worked together for a while. He, uh, uh, for about 10 years now, he, he, uh, uh, produces hay on, on, the, on that farm. He's a retired math teacher and chemist and a scientist. When he got there, uh, some of his neighbors said, you know, there's a werewolf that lives in your, your, your trees back there. And he thought, okay. And then he saw it. He's seen this thing several times. He, uh, he's had missing time. He's got thousands of photographs. He, lets, he has, invites people over. Uh, I, I spoke at the uh, uh, Beast of Bray Road Conference a couple of years, and he would have people over, uh, you know, a hay rider on the farm. And uh, you see these incredible photographs of some kind of technology even like classic flying saucers in the area but to get back to the metaphysical part you'll see these five-toed footprints with a pad and a heel start nowhere in the snow go along split into two and then they end at some point now he's got he says he's got photographs of this thing sort of phasing in uh it's anyway it's just uh it's mind-blowing and he was uh, he was featured in the other small town monsters uh, called the Bray Road Beast. Okay, so right, I haven't yes. seen the one you're in yet, but uh, so it, but I anyway, won't, uh, I won't hold that against you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I used to I, I knew Linda. Of course, we we lost yeah. Linda not too long ago. Great yeah. lady. Yeah. And uh, um, so anyway, I just uh, I I understand it, but I, I I guess I'm I'm a student of John Keel, and Keel was onto that sort of thing a long time ago. So that kind of prepares you for it. Yeah, it's we still can't like wrap our minds around like what that really is, you know, and but I think the more stuff that, that, um, you know, and and reading about you guys, show, you know, you guys are seem to think that there's a maybe some governmental cover up when it comes to some of this paranormal stuff. Am I did I am I reading that stuff right or not? Uh, we wouldn't me, say no. They, <laughs> we wouldn't uh, say they no. probably don't know much more than we know. And maybe the big secret is we're not going to admit 
we don't know what this is or what's going on. So we'll just kind of uh, ignore it. There's, there's, there's no way. I think uh, we've been doing this for a few, you know, more than a few years now. But like, no one has ever approached us with any kind of evidence. I have never seen any evidence that the government knows any more about UFOs than we do, or uh, paranormal. Or well, we like to think it's all part of the same thing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. They, they're, they're. I'm convinced they're in the dark as much as we are because if they knew certain stuff, we'd live in a different world. We wouldn't, you know. I keep using this as an example, but we wouldn't have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars launching the space shuttle, which is like launching a dump truck into orbit, if you had the secret of anti-gravity. You know what I mean? It, 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 was, it would be foolish, and it would be a weird facade. More, oh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, about the Lee Hample's farm, he's had uh, several roadkill deer that he's pulled onto his property. Mm -hmm. And you, can, you, know, you see the timestamp. You see the photographs. And then a mist will form, and then the carcass is gone. And there's no footprints or any drag marks. This has happened about 12 times on this property. Wow. Uh, there, there are beams of light that come down from the sky that bend. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got to, he has the, these, uh, you know, these productions every once in a while. If you can ever get out there to Elkhorn when he's showing these uh, photographs, uh, you know, it, it, they're just mind blowing. Yeah, that's, that sounds, I mean, I mean, it sounds utterly fascinating and scary at the same time. Like, Why don't they, yeah, uh, you know, it has no control over Why don't they video uh, these it, things? Do they video them? Uh, no. Uh, no. Well, let's see. He's, uh, he has some video of some of the, the uh, light balls that, that bounce around in his property, I mm. think. But most of what he has are uh, thousands of pictures over the last 10 years uh, on trap cameras. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. all yeah, kinds yeah, of, yeah. and it's the thing, the thing that drives me nuts is you've got these, apparently these animals that eat roadkill, they eat bait. But mm. there's some kind of technology or something in the background involved in and it? they interface somehow because when they go to take the bait the cameras fail i mean every <laughs> once in a while he'll get a little a little a piece of like a like fur uh, or something like that could yeah. be scooby-doo could be lassie might be part of a dog man we don't know mm -hmm. but uh it's uh there, there's always a kind of a i understand your frustration because there's it presents quite a paradox do, do, do you think and we're gonna we have to take a, a quick break here in a minute but do you think like um, there will be a time, and the time is in the future, that we're going to know what UFOs are. We're going to have the answers to all these paranormal questions, but that is a certain distinct date in the future, and we won't know until then. Do you know what I'm saying? The reason every photograph is blurry and you know things are shaky and stuff is that we're not like quote unquote meant to know yet. In the, in the time we're frame, we're not ready or something. So everything is kind of like a blur and a mystery to us now. And then finally, when that whatever day that is, I don't know what had Fourth of July or something, you know, where we where everything where we we finally know what happened or what what this is about, you know, it's our time. It, 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 I just it, don't know what else do we got to be ready for. See, that's another thing too. We had and we got we got to take a break. But someone said this the other day is that there's a certain thing. It's probably in that book we've been talking about. There's a certain thing that governments, you know, there's a certain word for it, and it's basically what it is is that you don't want anything to upset the apple cart. If you're the people in power, you all, you want the status quo, and aliens coming down, aliens, you know, alien life just does not fit that square hole. You know what I mean? It doesn't fit, and they're going to do everything they can not to make a big deal out of it, and also uh, that 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 trope that you keep hearing is, well, people can't handle it. You know, there'll be riots in the streets and stuff like that. Well, you know, who who are you to decide? You know, yeah. anyway. Real. Well, I always go back to uh, George, the character played by Jack Nicholson, 
Yes. In Easy Rider, who at the campfire is explaining what would happen if the, if the notion that the government revealed that we didn't know what we didn't know. We right. didn't know about what these things, you know, after uh, uh, you see these things in the sky. Well, what was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And George explains it carefully and uh, with great lucidity. <laughs> He's stoned what, out of his mind at the time. What the country would He's... be doing and experiencing if the government said, you know what? We're being visited by identified flying objects. And we don't know, and, and that's no the, clue how that's exactly control. what they've admitted in the past couple of years that they don't know what they are, which is kind of weird. Anyway, on that note, when we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exiles Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here, and also Shane Grove. Where in your Ohio are you? I'm in Bucyrus, Ohio. Oh wow, huh? you're there, huh? <laughs> Where is yeah. that? Where is that? <laughs> it's about an hour north of Columbus. Columbus. Okay. Columbus I love that hockey. name, Cyrus, because they make some fantastic uh, construction equipment. They used to. Well, huh? Used to. Cyrus Erie. Yes. Oh, right. that's yes. oh, they're that, over that's, in. Uh, that's, that's in, where it started. They're in yeah. South yeah. Korea now. Are they in South Korea or China someplace? Listen, we're gonna <laughs> no, they're actually <laughs> like in uh, Wisconsin. Are they? Yeah, they stay in the country. Now. Good. Yeah. Let's take that break now. What do you say, Uncle Al? Let's go do it. Okay, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Expo Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. Welcome back, everyone, to Raven Scary Movie Hour. This is Raven. I'm joined by Phil Yebs. How's it going, Phil? I'm great. So glad to be here, everyone. I do have Switchblade Steve Ward with me tonight. How's it going, Switchy? It is beyond wonderful. So glad you're here. And we do have Lonely Larry from Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show, LL. How's it going? Well, you know, I just killed this soldier, so I'm going to excuse myself for a minute to get a new one. Okay. He's talking about a Utica club. Go get another one. We do also have uh, my MC with us tonight, uh, Mr. Formelda Hyde. That is a family name, um, just in case anyone was wondering. That is not made up. That is a family name. So 
no hate mail, you know, no, like this is, this is some BS. That's his family name. And he's well-preserved, right? Very well-preserved. Oh, Mr. Wow. Hyde, how is it going? <laughs> uh, I'm uh, rolling over with laughter. <laughs> and I think we're doing some trivia tonight. Yes. Yes. We're waiting for Ron Lonely Larry to join us again. He went and oh, got he's another. Not, he's not going to know any of this. Go ahead and get You'd, started. Okay. <laughs> Just go ahead. We can cut around it. We understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's back. Hang on. No, I, I got to. Yeah. I got to visit my urinal, Mac. I'll be, oh, I'll be right with you. Oh, oh my good goodness. Uh, we will alert the media. Already, here's 40, <laughs> here's 40 bucks in editing right here. Close that door, dude. Close <laughs> Yeah, Look at this cabinet mirror that we're going to catch a glimpse. Yeah, right? well, and here's a urinal. I thought sure he's going to start talking about his oh, urinal. He closes the door. Oh man! Wow, really? Okay. Are, are you are you really surprised? No, not really. Like, we're getting ready to start. All right, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Max's face. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. this is very like Mr. Raven. I, I sit down to like watch something that like I've been waiting to watch like all week, and he's just like, ah, I'm gonna take a shower, and I'm like, <laughs> Why not? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, excuse me, sir. No, absolutely not. What's he doing in there? Are we on the air? Um, we're on the air. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I, is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like hitting my microphone. I feel like it sounds too loud. Um, he's uh. Yeah, take him a while. No, <laughs> LL has a urinal that he installed in his he, home. He's he, super yeah, super he, proud of it. He loves it. He, he loves really and does. he loves he telling to people. Anymore. Here he is. Oh, that's yeah, so wow. gross. Be civilized. All right, now that we're all here and yes. ready to get started. I'm sure he's going to get 100% on this. Okay. Are we ready for uh, horror movie trivia, Raven? Yeah. I know. I'm ready. I'm really excited. Now that everyone's so been voided. Fun. Now that we're all voided. We're we all voided. We're all in the wall void. We're all like loosey-goosey, wall voided, ready to go. Uh, ready. Voided. Voided. Of course, you just gave away to my girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Okay, ready? So these aren't uh, multiple choice. These are just, you know, if you know it, just say, yeah, raise your hand or something. We'll get, eventually get to the answer. But they're all kind of fun facts. We would understand that except Lonely Larry. All right. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Number one. What was the monster? What were the monsters in 1954 sci-fi film Them? Them. Can I just blurt it out? Uh, no, hang on. See, okay. everyone else is pondering. What were the monsters in the 1954 movie, sci-fi movie, Them? I have no idea. I don't either. I'm trying to think if there's like a remake, but I can't picture mm -hmm. it in my brain. Mm -hmm. uh, LL, any idea? Them? Mm, probably not. James Whitmore is in it. It's, it's, it's a 50s movie, but it's considered the first of the kind of nuclear testing things have gone wrong in the Nevada desert movie and the monsters are ants, giant ants. Giant ants. Oh, I was going to say formaldehyde babies. Yeah, well, James Arness was in this and while he was making the film, yeah. he got the call to be Matt Dillon oh, on Gunsmoke. That's why they kill him off. Oh. Yeah, they kill him off in the cave. And James Whitmore also is in it and he was kind of an okay big star back then, you know. It's a good science fiction movie and the, and the ants, believe it or not, uh, are, are okay for the 50s. And, right. and, and the fight in the sewers, this a, you know, uh, spoiler alert, the fight in the sewers under L.A. at the end of it <clears throat> is great, you know? It's, it's, it's... Clint Walker's in it in one of the, in the booby hatch. Mm -hmm. And then there's a the guy that uh, said, uh, 
make me a sergeant, make uh, uh, put me in charge of the booze. That was his uh, catchphrase. <laughs> well, you know, then you mentioned has been remade. That would be a, if they did that very well. And I mean, you'd have to go back to Nevada in the fifties, not modern day Nevada, but you know, really. You know what? That'd be a great movie. I'm. I'm thinking th- there is a series. This is what's confusing me. There's a series that came out maybe 2020 called Them, but it's not about, it's not sci-fi or anything. It's okay. actually, um, it's about the first um, African-American family that moved to Compton. Oh, really? I can't even, if you guys haven't seen that, mm-hmm. it is so good. It's on Prime. You have got to watch it. Talk about, you know, we, uh, we only really do horror movies right now. Yes. But damn, like that is a show we have to cover on Raven Scary Movie Hour because okay. that is horrific well, in every sense. And that's that's what I was trying to think of. I'm like, didn't they remake that? But it was a TV show I was thinking of. Compton is a very uh, dangerous place in California, in Los Angeles, right? Is that is that politically correct or no? I think it is technically, but this is like before that. Oh, before that the, this is in like the the sixties. I think this takes place, really? maybe the fifties. Okay. And that that's that's what I was thinking because I'm like, no, they remade that. There's like, you hmm. know, it's that's what I was thinking of. You got to check it out. You'll know what I mean as soon as you watch it. You'll get like the feeling of it. But um, I, I don't want to hold us up on here. So are they um, giant ants in this one or not? No, I I was just thinking of the title because wow. I'm like I know I've re- recently watched something okay. with that title. I'm like, yes. wasn't it that movie? And then I'm like, oh okay. And then I I connected the dots. Well, if it you, is it does not include ants. But but uh, if you have a chance, just for a crazy sci-fi movie, them is you know it's pretty good. You know it's okay considering. Okay, here we go. Number two. Uh, this is interesting. What Stephen King novel was turned into a Brian De Palma movie? What Stephen King novel was turned into a Brian De Palma movie? Him being a pretty big act, a pretty big director back in the you know back then. Lonely Larry, is he asleep? Look at him. Is he a? Is he? Breathing? He's trying to. He's trying to Google all the answers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Compton thing had me mm. thinking of something else. He fuddled. Yep. Okay. And, uh, we understand. I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. Okay. All right. Phil is indicating that he does not know. Larry, do you know? Absolutely not. Okay. All right. We'll just go to uh, Raven. Carrie. Correct. Switchy? Switchy is beaming with pride. Yeah, Carrie. Uh, Funny that you mentioned that earlier. That That is funny. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I just talked about this. (laughs) And that movie came out. I mean, I I saw it when it came out and it was like, oh, man, I don't have to see that ever again. I was, you know, these days it might be tame. But there's also the story of cruelty behind it, and you know, yeah, yeah, wow. Well, and yeah. then like even like the second carry that they did is like did not woof. Really, like, not the remake, but as an actual sequel. Yeah, they did a sequel, and it's what carry it's two, rough. carry two. Yeah, yeah, really. Huh? I watched mm. it at the same sleepover that I watched the first carry at, and I still had no idea what was going on. I was <laughs> really? so confused. Yeah, it was in 1997. It's good to hear about Larry's uh, parenting ways back then. <laughs> okay. uh, here we go. <clears throat> what child actor starred in a horror movie without being told he was starring in a horror movie? Okay, we'll do that again. What five-year-old actor starred in a horror movie without being told he was in a horror movie? I have a feeling Raven knows this. I have a guess. Okay, Phil has a guess. Switchy, 
I, I don't know the name, but I have a couple of guesses on what uh, okay. what films they could be. Larry, oxygen for Larry, please. Larry. Larry. Don't ask me. Don't ask him. <laughs> He's just hanging out at this point. Clear answer. Okay, here we go. Raven, you're so enthusiastic. Go ahead, please. So I, I can't think of the child actor's name, but it was Danny from The Shining. Um, they mm. did not tell him what the movie was. He had no idea until he was, uh, I don't know, maybe like 30s or 40s. He was a teacher, and he 18, realized yeah. that it was actually a horror movie. Holy crap. Danny I, Lloyd. I figured it was either Red Rum or Damien. Yeah, Danny Lloyd, the kid. Now get this. Okay, they told he found out when he was 13, quit the acting business at 18, and has been in therapy ever since. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, if they told him he was in a scary movie, he wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, yeah. Now, oh, there's a, yeah, there's no way, especially The Shining. Like, right? Where is, is he? What is he? Obviously, he's one oh, of the kids. Ahead, he's one of the kids, right? One of the kids. Yeah, he's like the kid. Oh, there's, there's only Danny. one kid, the mother yeah. and the. Well, father. okay, yeah, I guess there are. Well, yeah, he's Danny. He's not the. He's not the twin girls. Like, not the twin girls. The twin girls. Well, he he probably never saw the twin girls. The camera was probably on them. Oh, he's and in got the, the reaction. Oh, he's in the tricycle. Yeah, yeah, he like he never he never had any inclination of that. I think the scariest thing in that movie for him was um, Shelley Duvall's cigarette ash in the first like ten minutes when she just won't ash her cigarette mm. and it's just it's just staying there. It's like an inch of cigarette ash. Yes, a signal of anxiety. Like that, that probably gets under people's skin. You know, yeah. it just literally makes my skin crawl. It's like okay. just ash the cigarette. <laughs> anyway, okay, Larry, you surprised? Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm speechless, quite honestly. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. What was the original name of the Friday the 13th franchise? In other words, what was the original name of the first Friday the 13th movie? I think I know. The two youngsters know. Switching. Uh, jukebox Friday Night. Wow, Switching comes through. Larry, that's probably wrong. Larry, wake up, buddy. Larry, wake up. You okay? LL. <laughs> wow. You good? Wow. Are you good? He's such a. F um, where's the cat? Yeah, he needs the cat. Sparks. <laughs> uh, um, no, never mind. Oh wow, this is a American TV Bandstand. Show. That's it. <laughs> it was either Friday the Thirteenth or American Bandstand. You're really yeah. right. one or the other. Dick Clark was involved. Hang on. Okay, ready? Here we go. All right, uh, Phil. What was the original I'm name? Just of gonna guess that it's. It was originally going to be named Crystal Lake. That was my answer as well. I thought it was either Crystal Lake or Camp Crystal Lake. Yes. Switch. Going to stick by your answer there? I, I am. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm on the track. Long night at Camp Blood. Uh, wow. That, I, you know, Mr. Raven, uh, Friday the 13th is his favorite um, horror movie franchise. Okay. I wonder if he knows the answer to that. Yes. I'm going to have to ask because he like literally knows I, I try to surprise him with like mm -hmm. facts about Friday the Thirteenth all the time. What is, I'm like, did you know this? And he's just like, yeah, of course I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would have called it Camp Runamuck. <laughs> wow, the, so uh, you're gonna give, give him some off-air trivia later? Yeah, I'm mean, gonna just kind of be like, hey, babe. So like, um, yeah. just real casual. Like, do you know? Do you know this? <laughs> And then if he does that, I'm just going to, like, rip him to shreds. Oh, good. You're not a real fan. <laughs> not so, a real fan. What is that Friday the 13th? Is that Freddy Krueger? That one? Jason. Jason Voorhees. Oh, Jason, the guy in the mask. hockey mask. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, 
Wow, this is nuts. Uh, how many people associated with The Exorcist died during the production of the movie? How many people associated with The Exorcist, which is in the 70s sometime, died during the production of the movie? Wow, switchy. All right, hang on. Lonely Larry befuddled again. People who actually died? Yes. Not, not on screen? Uh, no, off screen. Oh. Yeah, that production was plagued, right? Yes. Okay, here we go. All right. I'll say three. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, okay. Thanks for following the rules there, double O. Uh, let's go to Switchy because he's waving his hand so enthusiastically. Switch. I'm going to say, during the production, nobody died. Go ahead. No, you, your answer is zero? That is, is zero during production. Really? During production? Maybe after production, but not during production. Well, oh, oh now wait a minute. Now, you, now you, you're like freaking X. You, what? You know, anyone associated with the movie The Exorcist, okay? It's not pre-production, post-production. Well, you, yeah, but 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 uh, uh, formaldehyde. You you didn't say that. You said during production. You know. Okay. So, All right. Okay. So you answer zero. I'm still going to say zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Raven. I'm okay. If I'm remembering, because we did this on Barcelona's yes. Military Expo show when we were talking about cursed films. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure it's two. It Go, was okay. It was the the old lady, and it was the. Uh, director guy. We're gonna, I can't think of their know. names, but I'm pretty sure they both died okay. on and around that time. Okay, Phil? I'm going to say three, just to stick with, like, maybe it's like a, like a Holy Trinity thing, and that adds to the myth, the myth of it all, but I'm just going to guess that, but it's, I think Switch is onto something, because I heard, I think people were dying after, too, so I'm curious to know. All right. well, this, this could be confused with uh, Poltergeist. No, this is. Uh, was there an old oh, lady yeah, yeah. in the in the, uh, in the uh, Exorcist? Or was the old lady the medium in in Poltergeist who did die after the production? Yes. Yeah. Different old girl, lady. It's a different yeah. movie. The Exorcist. The little girl died, and uh, yeah. Dominique Dunn died from Poltergeist and, and as well. And William Friedkin, who, who was the director, yeah. uh, did not die. Did not die. William Friedkin. Uh, right. Lonely Larry is holding up one finger, so I'm assuming he means one. Maybe he has to go to the bathroom again. He's asking for a bathroom break. I give him a shot. I give him a shot at a a, a punchline. Nothing. Okay. Um, Nine. Nine people died. Wow. Apparently, I did not do thorough research. No, the two uh, actors. And then X-Files. You were right. The two actors died during the production, as uh, someone had to point out. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the you know where where they you know they filmed they um, completed the the movie the filming, and then in the like I don't know ten months or so that it took to you know get it ready to go to the theaters, some seven other people died plus the movie set burned down, and the only part of the entire set spared was uh, the girls' room. It was the bedroom, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh wow. So, yeah. So I only remember up. those two. But back then, it really kind of freaked people out because, you know, back then everyone's high on, you know, coke and stuff. And they're, you know, they're paranoid. And they really think that, you know, this in the, and then the, then the, um, poltergeist yeah. comes on and it comes along. And that's like the same thing, you know, these, but maybe they die anyway, you know, who knows. But I, I was only off by nine. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> you get a memo. Oops, sorry. Okay. Here we go. Okay. What horror movie actress? Slept in bloody clothes for three straight days to get into character, into character, in her movie. Let me try that again. 
Let me see. What horror film actress slept in bloody clothes for days in order to get into her character? Waiting for switch. Waiting for switch. Oh, no. I... Oh, okay. We'll go to Raven. Raven. Okay. I can't think of what her name is, but is it the main girl from Last House on the left? Um, let me just repeat the question, okay? There's three of them, right? Uh, what? No, just one. What horror film oh. actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to get into her character? Okay, so it's not Last House on the left. Let me do so this. we know that, yeah. guys. I, uh, right, we can rule that out. There's like 200 other options. What famous, <laughs> what famous, famous film actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to get into her character? Would it be too much to ask if it was Sissy? Oh, it was for Sissy Spacek there uh, for yes. Carrie? Yeah, Phil is right. Yeah, for Carrie. Carrie. Wow. I think what? we should clap for Phil. Clap for Phil. We, yes. We have yeah. two Carrie callbacks. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She slept, you know, she was into that um, method acting. Yeah, you know, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she slept in the bloody clothes. From, you know, it took them three right. days to film that scene. And, she and just Raven, if the blood was as sticky as you say, that was probably not a fun three days, huh? I can imagine she would probably have needed, like, pure acetone to get it off mm. of her skin at, at some point. Because yeah. uh, especially, like, a synthetic is, like, blood is sticky anyways, but, like, a synthetic is... Uh, you know, I think she still had something on when she did Coal Miner's Daughter, if I recall. Oh, <laughs> Okay, here we go. All right, number seven. According to a poll, what is it? What is the most? Uh, let's start again. According to a poll, what is the most difficult thing to do in a horror movie? According to a poll of horror movie fans, what is the most difficult thing to do in a horror movie? So, I have a question: Is this like as far as acting is concerned? I think just the overall concept of a horror movie. What is something that seems impossible to do? Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Just guessing. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing. Hundred percent. I feel yebs. I'm gonna guess. Uh, laugh. Laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but it's not right. Go ahead. Uh, switching. <laughs> Switch it. Go ahead. Switch. Uh, to play it straight in the midst of ridiculous situations. Well, what movies are he talking about? Okay. No, that's not. Larry, you want to guess? Larry. Good answer. Well, the cat's out of the room. Look at this. If he's not the grumpy um, old dude, Jesus. I got nothing. What? I got nothing. Okay. Big reveal there. Raven. So my mind went to like as far as a death scene and I go to like underwater acting, like drowning okay. or uh any any type of a underwater scene. Okay. The correct answer is run without tripping. Oh <laughs> that's so obvious too. Okay, here we go. Number eight. And the first Freddy Krueger movie. How long is the title character, I mean, how long is Freddy 
on the screen? How much screen time does Freddy have in the first Freddy Krueger movie? I will go to Raven. Raven, how many minutes does Freddy Krueger have in the first Freddy Krueger movie? I'm going to say approximately like 12 minutes. Mm, not bad. Phil? Um, let's say, I know it's going to be shockingly low, so let's say five minutes. Switchy. I've never seen it, but I was going to say six and a half minutes. Wow. <laughs> this is like Price is Right. Larry. Oh, Larry's listening. Four minutes. Switch is actually closest. It's seven minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now you figure That's like um, when we were younger, we would uh, take like the devil's lettuce, Mary Jane, and we would watch um, Edward Scissorhands and we would yes. count how many lines he had. Oh. He has like 80 something lines in the whole movie Real, and no. it's about him. Yeah. Yeah. And funny. it was really fun to do. Well, they point out that with the Freddy Krueger, with only having mm. him in it, you know, uh, for a short amount of time, but, you know, but at the right time. And yeah, and his presence it, lingers through the right, whole thing. Yeah. You don't need it's yeah. it's uh, doing more with less, and it you know, obviously works. Yeah. Okay. Here I we go. Robert he played an alien in the miniseries V. V. Oh, he really? Was yeah. kind. He was kind in it, right? But he I was never a kind alien. It. That's right. When all the other aliens were <laughs> were rat eating lizard people. It's uh, <laughs> that's so funny because like he always plays like kind of even in like a like urban legend, which is like something I'll definitely talk about at some point. Like he's still kind of like. I don't know. You're kind of skeevy. Can I trust you? Yeah. Yeah. Can I trust you? That's how good he is at being Freddy. Like, yeah, you right. Can't take him serious in a He's kind so role. good. I love him. Anyway, well, listen, we're yeah. keeping Larry up. So we have like only, we, we have two questions <laughs> left. But the okay. uh, number two question is everyone knows what it was. What horror movie featured the serial killer in a William Shatner mask? Now, shows you how out of touch I am here. I've never heard this before, but everyone really? is raising their hand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, Switchy, do you know? You a, must know, right? No, I, I have no idea. Go ahead, Rave. Halloween. That's a great series. Just yes. skip the Rob Zombie ones. Wait, the um, original Halloween? The original yeah. Halloween. Yeah, the William Shatner mask? Yes, yes. yes. Like a Star Trek William Shatner mask. Okay. If you look at it now, you'll never unsee it. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, that's, I thought it was T.J. Hooker. He'd have his rug, right? You know what? Just skip those. And I, I love Rob Zombie, but like he had no business doing a Halloween movie. No, you know he's uh, he lives stick with uh, the John Carpenter. He lives right up the street. You know that uh, Phil that he's from Haverhill. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. I'm going to see him in September. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so here's the number. Here's the number one. Okay. 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 What horror movie required the purchase of five hundred? Florida frogs and 100 giant Southern American toads. Let me do that again. Yeah. What horror movie required the purchase of 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American premium toads? <laughs> oh, come on. How do two of you know this? I don't, I don't know. know. I, my, I'm purely guessing. Okay. All right. And, and Switch is. Okay. Switch probably has. Switch, right all right, let's go to Switch. I thought, <laughs> was, I thought it was a stump. Are you ready? Yes. Frogs. Oh, man. He's right. Damn it. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. Geez. We're going to have to. Well, put I didn't think it was going to be that obvious. I was going to say Piranha. Frogs. Piranha. 
Soprano. I, I'm an obvious kind of guy. I have no imagination, so I said frogs. <laughs> so pragmatic. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was, well, <laughs> that was the MacGuffin in that one. Yes. <laughs> it was piranha. You know, they, they fed the frogs <laughs> to the piranha to keep the piranha happy during the filming. It wasn't piranha, was it? No, no, it's frogs. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm right. I believe frogs. Okay. Okay. No, Piranha. Okay. Well, that's it. Piranha is a movie I'm never, ever going to talk about on here in detail. Yeah, that's That and like Cabin Fever. No way. Cabin Fever. Okay. Somebody else uh, can talk about it. Two good ones. Two good ones. Nope. I won the gift basket, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, You you won the gift basket. A (laughs) A frog's legs. Anyway, uh, Raven, back to you. That's that trivia. Oh my gosh, so so much fun. We always love doing trivia on here. Um, until next time, if you guys want to reach out, you want to give me any suggestions, you want to just say, hey, what's up? Definitely feel free to send a DM on Instagram. We're on mm underscore military underscore X-Files. You can send us an email that's directly at our page at macmaloney.com. You can hit that contact button. In the meantime, stay creepy. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Conopar Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Everyone's Mac Maloney's Mule Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we've had tonight. Um, Juan Juan was with us earlier, but he's across the puddle. Maybe he had to go to sleep. Maybe he turns into a pumpkin at midnight. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, maybe he'll come back. But anyway, Juan was here for most of them. Uh, next in the totem pole will be our um, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. And I, I turn into a zucchini. Do you really? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> would be would we be inaccurate as saying uh, Steve Ward switchblade Steve Ward three sausages into the day? <laughs> yes, I had uh, three three sausages <laughs> earlier, <laughs> along with uh, some other. Uh, all right. Shane has no idea what we're, what we're doing. Well, I think he's got a pretty good idea. <laughs> I have a great imagination. <laughs> no, listen. Uh, also with us is our uh, security chief, Willie Club. Willie. Hey, Mac, great to be here. I, I think I know what happened to Juan. He's, uh, Do you really? He's spooked by all these things that Did Shane's he? talking about. <laughs> but we might not see him for a couple of weeks. Well, I thought, he had an, <laughs> I thought he had an attack of good taste, and he said, the hell with these guys. But Maybe he had a hedgehog emergency. Could be. He does have you that. You think he got deported? Also, oh that's right. <laughs> Always a possibility. Also with us, Alan Al, the UFO mechanic in the house. Hello, Mac. Hi, everyone. WXEX in Exeter, New Hampshire. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and our guest, 
Shane Grove. Shane, how are you doing? I forgot Raven. Oh, so Raven. What, 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 what? I was going to say. I was going to say you forgot. I was going to say. I just the klaxon just went off. I can say I'm blinded by her beauty. You right? just tried to give her the show a little They're bit. Not, ago. It's the yin and the yang. Raven is with us. Our favorite good witch, Raven. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's okay if you skip me. It's not a problem. Would you? Will you forgive me? I'll I'll forgive you this one time. Ooh. Next time it will be Raven Maloney's military. Oh. <laughs> I thought I she was going to say next time it will hurt. <laughs> anyway. We have to ask yeah, her about Mr. Going uh, now. Yeah. Mr. Raven's. Uh... No, we're not going to We're not going to bring that up. Well, <laughs> well, we do that. He's doing okay. How's Mr. Raven doing? Is he walking again yet? Oh yes. Oh, good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Al's checking up on him. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> Uh, have I introduced everybody? And our guest, Shane Grove. Our guest, <laughs> Shane Grove. You got caught in the middle of the totem pole, Edge. How are you doing? Last last and least, yes. You know, it's funny because um, we have a number of female guests on here over the years, and they never look their age either, ever. Like Raven, you know, she looks 18 years old, and she is. You do not look 52, 53. What is the, do you have a secret or what? Um, well, I'd like to say being a mailman, but no, that's but, uh, not it. You know, well, it, it, it I, listen, I, it's my, uh, I get it from my mother. Okay. I can't, uh, her side of the family, the, the Hunsberger German side of the family. Really? Yeah. Know. Huh? Okay. Well, now it kind of makes sense. What, what kind of hat? What, whose hat, whose hat do you have on there? Uh, well, I give a shout out to my, one of my best friends. Go ahead. In fact, one of the guys that would have been playing basketball with me and the judge, Back in the day, okay. uh, McGuire is the head baseball coach at USC Upstate uh, in okay. the Big South Conference. Okay. They start their uh, tournament play. I think they play Winthrop on Thursday mm. for a bid to the uh, NCAA tournament. Wow, so, baseball, huh? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, Yeah, he was a great He was a great athlete back when we were in high school, basketball and baseball. Mm -hmm. and he played at South Carolina and uh, has been coaching ever since and super successful everywhere he yep, has, good. Uh, has been. Here he is yeah. calling now. He wants to get on the air. He is not. Anyway, <laughs> trust me. Sorry, we're boy. Anyway, wow, huh? So, so we have like ten minutes left here, uh, and yeah. we um, listened to previously a uh, hopefully in humorous segment with uh, Raven. Now, now her lawyer is calling. Raven's scary movie hour. We have put a segment in, which was a trivia segment. We hope you enjoyed it. Now we're back. Oh, it's one. I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> All right, what's the time? One's like, I'm trying to get what's it. 2.15. Yeah. Oh, oh, there he is. Dude, what are you doing? Holding the show up for you. I won't get it. Oh, oh, let him back in. Okay, all right, bye. He's been waiting in the waiting room all this time. <laughs> he's, oh, jeez. You know those British. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he can't text any of us because he's overseas, yeah. Right. There he is, did you enjoy that segment we just played, which was a trivia contest that was featured on Raven's Scary Movie Hour? No, I didn't. You didn't enjoy it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it because I didn't hear it because my internet went down. Anyway. Uh, also with us, <laughs> wow, <laughs> on National Correspondent, Switchblade Steve Wood, Switchy, Virginia, West you know, Virginia. It's great to be here, but uh, you know, I was top dog here, top co-host uh, until one one came back. I think it was ninety three seconds. Yeah. Well, how was it? Unbelievable. It was five minutes. It was great while well, it lasted. You know. Well, last. 
Um, El Renaldo is here in the. Uh, yeah, I'm, just, I, I'm going clockwise now. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not uh, top dog. So I, got, I got nothing to say. Willie Club, our security <laughs> chief, is here. Willie. Well, the main thing I got to say is, Raven, it was an excellent uh, show. Yes. Really enjoyed it, and uh, I know Juan will go back in and listen. So wow, huh, okay. I will. I, I Thank know you I'll so enjoy. much, Willie. Really. He's yeah, leaving me on. Very okay. good. Yeah. I think that's He's the dumb. Competing with the rest of the show uh, quite a bit. <laughs> Those are the dumb. Did you like my part in it? <laughs> Yeah, it's always kind of the low pot, but I like that. The low, well, you need a base and everything. So, and, and you're seeing uh, a, a, a me wanting an ale of crap, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. I'm very positive on it. It's chopped liver. Oh, everyone's, everyone's. be the first time. So, Shane, Shane Grove, I yeah. guess. Now, you're, you're the outside looking in. Pretty dysfunctional, right? <laughs> that was not exactly the word I would have used. Okay. But, you know, if that's what wow. you're offering. He's being very tactful. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> But I'm disappointed. I missed. I missed the whole movie trivia, because I I, I am going to have to go back and listen to see. Yeah. That okay. All right. I okay. think you know. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Raven, did I, I introduce you? Hi, I'm here. Okay. You don't need to introduce me. Wow. <laughs> wow. We did it again. Yeah, we're <laughs> Where's that train? Oh, the train. The train wreck is already up there. Okay, that's my sign. It's so, uh, so Shane, what's the name of your podcast again? Uh, we're the uh, from the shadows podcast. Mm -hmm. And how from long have you been shadows. doing? How long? From, from, how long have you been doing? Oh, uh, we're closing in on four hundred episodes. Whoa, wow. really? Yeah, we huh? do, yeah. We do every Friday. We do a paranormal episode, <clears throat> and then on Wednesdays, um, we have this gentleman we call the Ozark Howler. He's uh, he lives in the Ozarks. Mm -hmm. He is not a uh, paranormal believer. But he is a former highway patrolman, sheriff's deputy, uh, homeland security, air marshal. Yes. And so he is one of the funniest storytellers ever. Cool. So when we started doing this, um, um, and I met him through my country music connections that yes. we kind of talked about a little bit before. And uh, so we decided he, he was too good to not have on a show. So right, what started yeah. out was... He was, we keep him anonymous by calling him the Ozark Howler. Uh -huh. And we call it the Midweek Howl because it's kind of supposed to be funny. Yes. And, uh, and he would start out by tell, you know, telling stories about people he arrested and these just, just funny yes. middle America sort of thing. Yes. It has morphed into his, is basically you, you're listening to a phone call between me and him every week mm -hmm. about like some current events. And Good idea. I can get, I can get him going on a tangent. Yeah. 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 And, um, What's silly is, is, is people all over the world just are so like, we have diehard paranormal episode fans, right? but we have real diehard. They live, yeah. They love this guy. Yeah. They love him. They He's love, a character. And you're talking like in Australia and Europe mm. and every, everywhere. And they're just like, it's like, how did they relate to this stuff? But I guess, you know, either they just, uh, they just enjoy it for the pure, pure humor and how real we kind of are. You yes, know, we don't, we don't hold anything it's how Juan wants started, but he's not a cop, right? <laughs> so, so, so do you you yeah. have a new podcast every Friday? Is that how it works? We have one. We have a new one every Wednesday and every Friday. Oh, that's nice. The one wow. on Wednesday. What's the name of that one? It's you. You go find it in the in the from the shadows podcast feed. You'll find but it. It's yeah. designated the midweek howl, so that's, you know it's different. The midweek Some people cow howl. Yeah. Like, 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 howl. When I really howl. laugh, yes. Howl. Okay. H O W L. Howling with laughter. All right, we got like two, right. we got like three minutes left. So, uh, are you a married man? 
Do you mind me asking? I am getting remarried okay. on June 2nd. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I think that means we're invited. Didn't he just say we're invited? I think so. Yeah. Does your remarried June 2nd and the next day, June 3rd, I we will be at Monster Fest for at Canton, Ohio for the small town. That's the honeymoon? Okay. So I was gonna, I'm gonna ask be there you. too. Yo, are, are you, switch. I, I'm going to be slumming with the, the ladies at the Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry. Oh, uh, I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that. What does your okay. What does your intended think about all this? I mean, if she's going to some monster fest, she must uh, be of the same belief. She's not going. She's not going. She's staying. We're getting married really close to 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 that. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. We're doing monster fest. Yes. And so she's staying back at the event. It's like uh, we're getting married in Amish country down there. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. And. And our friends owned a, own a facility down there. We're their first wedding, actually. And so they're all, everybody's staying back and, and going to go shopping. And so that's, you know, she doesn't uh, care. All right, I just want to say this because Al's been married for 80 years. <laughs> just about. That's he so puts, me. He, he he's, puts, uh, he's getting he married, married and his next the next day he's leaving his bride behind and going to Monster Fest. That might be a tough sell. That's a tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, is that all right? Have you already? Yeah, used, I, she is very understanding because I'm involved in music and movies and stuff like that, uh -oh. and that's not a normal thing for yes. people. Yes. And so she she's very understanding of all the craziness that kind of uh -huh. and i mean craziness i mean scheduling there's not yes. it's not like i'm not like one one going and being a roadie for the rolling stones right, okay? right. i can do anything i want in that he didn't regard. he didn't tell that yeah. he licked keith richard's guitar but listen that's i mean that's listen, we got like two minutes to go would she come on the show would she come on this oh. show would she come on this show she would it would the fact that there's so much going on, it would drive her crazy. <laughs> That's a no. That's called a hard no. <laughs> and All right. On that note. That was a polite note. At not, on that note, why don't we wrap this up? I want to thank you, Shane, for joining us. No, Appreciate my, it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay. If they Google your name, they'll find everything that you do, right? Oh, yeah. If you, go, if you Google my name, be prepared. Shane Grove. Okay. You can go to shanegrove.com. Yep. Arrest records, everything we're assuming. Yep. He's transparent. Yep. <laughs> Thank yep. you for joining yes. us. We appreciate it. And you got a really good I radio have... voice. You know, you got a good kind of mid, you know, middle of the country radio voice. You got a country well, voice. Yeah, yeah, like a country well, voice. Not, uh, yeah, sounds good. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, emote my best very white. Oh really? Yeah. Sometimes it does. You know. Yeah. The second time in a week that someone has mentioned someone has mentioned Barry White. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, but I heard someone said Barry White the other day to me. You need to do a deep dive on. Was it me? There you go. That's a sign. It's time to time to do a deep dive. You're right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Club. Thanks for joining us. Club. Oh, it's donut it time. Tonight. It's, yep. Yep, it's time for the yep, donuts. Night, eating my donuts. Time to eat the donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to make the donuts. Okay, listen, uh, Sunday, if you're around, you know, open house, okay? Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, thank you. I'll have to see what yeah, the, yeah. What the boss a, has on her schedule. I know it's a drive, but it's very uh, kind of losing goes. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Switchy. Yes. Switch. A lot of switch in the show tonight. A lot of switch. You know, so maybe you are moving up slightly. I, I, I've got uh, two fringe reports on the hopper. <laughs> okay, do you mean you flush them or you have them waiting? Oh, they're ready. Okay. They're right here. That sounds good. 
Thank you, Switchy. Al Ronaldo, thank you, Al. Hey, thank you. hey. hey. Sometimes Sometimes you're in wouldn't miss it. Another time. One one stepping all over. Uh, your, uh, your bar, That's but. okay. He's. You know. I just have to read my notes. Okay. So um, he's, a, he's a headliner, so he he can do that. Right. Uh, right. Right. Raven, thank you. Switchy, thank you. Shane, thank you again. One one, thank you as always. Willie Club, thank You're you welcome. as always. Happy Appreciate to be here. Happy to be anywhere. And um, Home Strat Troops. Home Strat Troops is an organization uh, uh, raises money for our veterans that have been uh, injured in post 9-11 action. That means the Iraq War and Afghanistan War. Um, they build them homes that are adaptable to their wounds. Some of these folks have lost limbs. Home Strat Troops builds them homes that have like very few stairs, low counters, things like that, so they can get along. Uh, better uh, than before, and then when the house is completed, Homestead Troops gives, uh, rips up the mortgage, gives them the key. It's their house, and they don't have to worry about a mortgage payment ever again. I went to one of their ceremonies, Lois and I, a couple weeks ago, and I, we spoke about it last week. They're a great organization, and these houses are not just, uh, you know, they're very substantial houses, and they cost a lot of money. They've done about 350 of these, which is spectacular, all across the country, but they have a waiting list of 1,000. So Homestead Troops Please Google them. See what they're about. Ninety cents a year charity dollar goes to our veterans, homes for our troops, and that's it, gang. Uh, Al's already emptying the beer can, so that's the sure sign that I'm going to sign off. Thank you, everyone <laughs> listening. We really appreciate it. And until you hear us again, oh, hey, Raven, what's the what's the phrase that pays? Please. Phrase that pays is Friday. I'm in love. Friday, I'm in love. The phrase that pays. So until Friday, you hear us, I'm in love. Next time, one is playing us out. Until you hear us next time, this is Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.